This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Last night, Cincinnati Bengals were like, whoa, when they saw that last night happen. The injury to Joe Burrow. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. We're on ESPNU, all the great ESPN stations across the country, and of course, Sirius XM Channel 80 and the ESPN app. I think Smalls were convincing CeCe. The graphic and the roster is coming soon. I've made the statement that I believe Mike Tomlin could take an ESPN team to the playoffs. He's that good. Um, we are working on what an ESPN roster would look like. It's and- a damn good roster. Ah, actually. yes, we got him. We got him. I'm sitting there looking at the defense. <laughs> defense looked pretty good. Yeah. Now, we'd have, to, we'd have to run a 3-4 scheme. But I feel pretty good about the scheme. Now. Oh, we have oh, it up already. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I, all right. So, so you know, we'd, have, we'd have a 3-4 scheme. Here's what we got. We got Aikman as our starting quarterback. We have RG3 and Dan Orlovsky as our backup quarterbacks. Okay, I like it. Uh, we have Brandon Jacobs as our running back. We have an H-back fullback in Tebow. Our wide receivers, we are absolutely loaded. Totally. Okay? We have Randy Moss, Larry Fitzgerald. We're putting Harry Douglas in there as a starter. Um, we have uh, off the bench Roddy Jones and Eddie Royal. Ben Watson is our tight end. Stanford Steve is the backup. Damian Woody, Eric Wood, Jeff Saturday, Barrett Jones, Trevor Maddich. That's our offensive line. Not yeah. bad. Did right? you not shout out Joey Galloway as a wide receiver? Yeah. I put. Oh, sorry. He's on there, too. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> no, I just left out his name on the grading okay. in here. Okay. All our right. specials are really good. We have Raul Allegre and Pat McAfee. Okay. Not bad. Now we have the defensive line. Chris Canty, Marcus Spears, Booger. That would, McFarland, be, that, would be the, that would be the top three. Me, Booger, and Spears. Okay, so who's playing nose? Spears? Yeah. Or Booger? No, Spears. Spears plays Spears nose. Spears plays nose, yeah. Okay. All right. Our linebackers. Yeah. So we're going with the 3 4. Teddy Bruschi's got to be in there. Yeah, Teddy Bruschi's on the outside on one. Oh, wait yeah. a minute. Wait a minute. Thank you, Nuno, in my ear. Um, you ever heard of Peyton and Eli? <laughs> Forgot them. Oh. Yeah. Peyton and Eli. So Peyton. Is going to be the guy? Yeah, I guess we put Peyton Manning so as So RG3 yeah, Peyton, and Orlovsky are now Peyton, bumped. Yeah, yeah, RG3 and Orlovsky are on the practice squad now. Yeah, we, we got, we got, we got, we Should got we build Poley in it and Peyton, ask him to change we positions? Got Peyton, we got Peyton, Aikman, and Eli. That's it. That's, That's not bad. That's not bad. So yeah, exactly. our linebackers, where you go? So Bart Scott, Teddy Bruschi, for sure. Tequila yeah. Spikes. Absolutely. Who else in them? NAJ Hawk? Uh, I was going to go. I mean, we need him an outside linebacker. I mean, Sam Acho wouldn't be a bad fit. Okay. Yeah, Sam put Ocho Sam Acho on the outside. Yeah, there we go. All right. Our corners, Darius Butler and Dominique Foxworth. There we go. Our safeties, pick them. Ryan Clark, Roman Harper, Lou Riddick. Yeah, Ryan Clark and Roman Harper as the starting safeties with yeah. Lou Riddick in the mix as a guy and coming off the bench. Yeah. Desmond Howard as our return guy. Man, <laughs> again, pretty good team. Yeah. Pretty good team. Pretty can, can pretty, Mike Tomlin get that, that team to the playoffs? We got I, I put a couple of guys twice on there, so if we'll guys, clean that yeah, up. If those guys were in their primes, absolutely. Absolutely. No, but what about absolutely. right now? No, right now. No. <laughs> no. No? No. All right. I think maybe no, we could. That's a young man's game out there. No, no, no. Well, definitely in their prime. I mean, that's an awesome team in their prime. In our prime, of course. We're talking about right now. No, is that, is that no, a no, Super Bowl no. team in their prime? Probably. Because you would think anyone who's doing this at ESPN, vetted the way that ESPN can vet people, are all character people. 
So you're never worried about any kind of problem in the clubhouse kind Which of guy. Which could be a problem in and of itself. Okay, tell you me why. Well, 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 you need some guys that are off. You need a Draymond? <laughs> you need some guys. Well, the Bart Scott is off. <laughs> Bart Scott is off. Like, you get, we get the mild version of Bart on air. Bart Scott is off enough. But you need guys. That's the thing that people don't understand about football. This, this is not a game for well-adjusted individuals. And the more buttoned up that people are that you see in your interactions with them, the more you should be concerned around them because they are crazy. <laughs> they are literally crazy. Like they, they, you, ha- you have to be to think that running full speed into other large human beings is fun. And you're going to do this for three hours and you get to do this 17 weeks in the, in, 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 a, in the fall. It is insane to think about what the game of football is. But I love it, though. I love it. And so you need some people that aren't well-adjusted in order to have a good football team. You and have to have that. And you're saying in the nicest, sweetest of ways that you're we don't current, have enough. We don't have enough dogs. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you're saying we don't have we enough. We don't have enough dogs. So we liter- got some. We don't have enough. All right. Put, wait. Put the bad graphic up there again for a second. <laughs> we don't have you enough dogs. You, you don't you? they've just gotten to a different stage in their life and that maybe we can extract the dog out of them? Mike T can't get the dog out of these So guys? we got no- no. What about Randy Moss? I'm not listen. I'm not saying that Randy Moss was. Listen, you're getting it wrong. I'm not saying that Randy Moss wasn't a dog in his own right. I'm just saying we don't have enough crazy. We got a lot of good football players. We got some great football players. We got Hall of Fame football players. We need Hall of Fame crazy on the team too. Can you give me an example of oh, Hall of Fame crazy? Uh, like, it, just so we know the energy we I, need to I, bring. I, I could, but I would be outing some people. Okay. And okay. that's why I, I can't. That. That I, that's why it. I can't There's do no it. There's no obvious? Like, like, like Ray, that we would all know. Ray Lewis is an all-time great football player. That's the player. one I thought about immediately. Like, that guy well, we're saying is football built crazy. Like, yeah, they, yeah. And like, literally. No. He's, he's built no, different. No, oh, no, no. Got it, See, got that, it. That, that's why you're, you're saying you're You're saying people. football crazy. I'm saying crazy crazy. Okay. So like, I'm not afraid of law enforcement this. crazy. Okay. Like, if we go to jail, it's okay. It's still going to be a great story. Crazy. Okay. That's <laughs> the kind of crazy that I'm talking about. And you need that kind of crazy. This Are, ain't the Boy Scouts. This ain't, we ain't baking cookies out here. Like, it's it's football. Are Bart and Takeo not all-time cr- football crazy? No. Really? No. Bart, Bart is close. Bart is close. Yeah, but, but Pat, remember, he just said that's what's the counter. I asked about football crazy. He's saying it's, it's not, not football, football crazy. crazy. It's crazy crazy. I'm like, we might go to jail, catch a body kind of crazy. Like, that's the kind of crazy that I'm talking about. You uh, need a guy who, like, in the town when... Ben Affleck says to Jeremy Renner. We holding court on the street? That kind of he crazy. He says, I, I need you to ask no questions. We're going to do some stuff. We're going to hurt some people. And the response is, whose car, car are we taking? There you go. That's what I'm saying. Uh, now, this, I'm is a great, this is a great. Those are the people we who's need. Car, we need the whose car are we that, taking. Exactly. exactly. This is exactly. a great tweet, by the way, into the Dr. Pepper inbox. <laughs> Jeff Harner tweets at Chris Canty 99 at Evco Radio, at M. Smallman, at Unsports ESPN. That team Evan put together is the Frito Lay's commercial with retired players. Thousand percent. Emmett's yeah. falling asleep. Thousand percent. Thousand that's, that's percent. That's what it is. Oh boy. Well, all right. We're gonna clean that up. We're gonna have our best of ESPN team and whether or not Tomlin could put that together to actually win in the NFL and make the playoffs. Last night, unfortunately for Joe Burrow, Smalls' favorite player. She was ready to. Call in to ESPN 1530 yet again and say, in Cincinnati, I'm here. Mo, I'm here. Pike, I'm here for you guys. I'm a member of the Bengals nation there. But, yeah, your guy got hurt last night, Smalls. He did, and I was afraid that something like this would happen. 
me picking a team, I'm a little hesitant because I just don't want to experience heartbreak anymore, guys. And I believe in Joe Burrow. I believe in the Bengals. They've gotten off to slow starts before. Even though the division around them has been really tough this year, the loss to the Texans didn't help their cause. Heading into this game last night, it was a must-win for them. The margin of error for them, if they wanted to turn this season around and go into the playoffs, was razor thin. And when you lose that guy, not only are you not going to win that game last night, which they didn't, but watching him try to attempt to throw the football last night and grimace in pain and leave, it doesn't look good for the season. I, I'm not a doctor. Maybe he can come out and, and play through it somehow. But we know how tough he is. And to watch him try to do that, it just didn't feel good to me, guys. Yeah, I mean, they're they're 0-3 in the division and they're 1-5 in the conference. Which means that from here on out, they would have to have a better record than all of the other teams that are in that mix of, you know, six, five, four win teams. And I don't have a lot of confidence that this team is going to be able to do that given what Joe Burrow's health status is. Even if he comes back, he's going to be a diminished version of himself. And we see what that looks like through the first, what, three or four games of the regular season when they had a one and three record. So I have zero confidence. Matter of fact, check that. Let's go ahead and do the eulogy on the Cincinnati Bengals 2023 season. It's over for them. They are done. They are dead in the water. Every team, every opponent that they play from here on out is 500 or better. And you got two games against the Pittsburgh Steelers and a regular season finale against the Cleveland Browns. God bless and good luck with that. Not to mention you got a date with the Kansas City Chiefs on the road and a date with the Jacksonville Jaguars on the road. It ain't going to happen for Cincinnati. And I tried to tell Stephen A. and everybody else that would listen after they got out to an 0-2 start and that 0-2 being in the division. There are six other teams since since division realignment that have gotten out to an 0-2 start in those two games, two losses, being in the division. All six of those other teams missed the playoffs. The Bengals are the 17th, and guess what? They're going to miss the playoffs. That's where we're at right now. You can go ahead and write the Cincinnati Bengals off. It's safe. It's over. It's done with. And now the question is, who does this open the door for or who does this solidify when it comes to the playoff picture? And I think the biggest beneficiary is not only the other two teams in the division that are in the wild card, which is the Steelers and the Browns, but also the Houston Texans who are holding on to the last wild card spot in the AFC. And there are two now – lingering issues with the Bengals, right? Even if they are, and CeCe's right, they're done. There are two lingering issues. One is, when does Joe Burrow play next? Which could be the next game, but we have to keep an eye on that. And the second one is that there is video circulating of Joe Burrow walking into uh, the Baltimore, I think it's the airport upon arrival, when Cincinnati arrived there a couple of days ago. And I'm trying to find the best word to describe this, but it's like a brace kind of tape something or other on his right wrist that we're showing on ESPNU that would indicate something would be wrong with that wrist, and it was not on the injury report. With today's day and age in the NFL, they need to report that. Why do they need to report that? Well, because we're thankful that ESPN Bet exists. Because those great people that are going on to ESPN Bet and they're trying to place their hard-earned money with information, honest, moral, ethical information, legal information about the games, they didn't have that information. And that's why the NFL has the injury report. Because otherwise, it's just target practice. If if CeCe's going against Trent Williams... And Trent Williams knows he's got an elbow injury. Trent Williams is going to eat his elbow for dinner is mm-hmm. what's going to happen. That's not healthy for anybody for player safety. It's for ESPN bet. It's for those placing bets. 
And CC, if they avoided that, that's a problem for them. Yeah, that's a problem for them. But Joe Burrow did take a couple of shots early on in that game, and you could see that he was using his right hand to brace himself for his fall, which is probably not a good thing. When you're a player, you shouldn't be trying to brace yourself because things usually get worse when you try to do that. But clearly that was the case a couple of instances in that game, and ultimately that could have been what aggravated that that injury or that pre-existing sprain and made it as such where Joe Burrow had to come out of the ball game last night. But I think, Ev, the question now becomes, when do we see Joe Burrow this regular season, if at all? Mm -hmm. Because if it becomes a situation where he has to miss the next two or three games and they lose the next two or three games, why would you go out there and put him in harm's way? I wouldn't. Why would you do it? You just gave a guy $275 million. Why why would you put him in? 220 of that is fully guaranteed. Why would you put him in harm's way? Are you saying shut down, potentially? I'm saying shut him down. If he misses the next two or three weeks – why are you going to put him out there? Now, I get it. We've got a long time between now and when they play the Pittsburgh Steelers in week 12. I mean, you're talking about nine days in between games, so we'll see what happens. But, I mean, this is one of those situations now where you start wondering if you've seen the last of Joe Burrow this season. The moment on the sidelines, and Smalls has pointed this out all show, the moment on the sidelines where he gets the ball and he's trying to just warm up and he cannot throw a ball on a warm-up is so un-Joe Burrow-like that the idea of shutting him down in that moment is more plausible in my yeah. mind than ever before. And we're showing it on ESPNU. He because- couldn't even get the, his, his hand like past his shoulder. And it almost is like he crotches down in a catcher's position with his hand on his head knowing, oh, no. Well, that I feels like done. immediate pain, too. When you're doing that and you have to squat down, you're bracing yourself because of the pain. Oh, yeah, he's hurting. He's hurting. But here's the other thing. The Ravens suffered a huge injury, too, with Mark Andrews. Yeah, they did. I mean, John Harbaugh thinks he lost Mark Andrews for the season to an ankle injury. And so now Lamar and the Ravens offense is going to have to deal with what life looks like after that. And if you look at this team in totality – this might be Lamar's best chance since he's become a Raven to win a Super Bowl. And don't so worry. That's a big blow. Don't worry. I will not bring up what Nuno suggested for me to bring up on ESPN Bet, where Kenny's best bet of the night last night was Bengals money line, Burrow over on his passing yards, and Chase uh, over on his receiving yards. I won't. I, 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 won't I absolutely do that. won last night, though. I told you it was a Kenny can't lose game. Because Beca- your Ravens because, won. No, because, well, not even that, but because I was betting on Cincinnati, but if Cincinnati lost. I could sit here today and say I was right about the Bengals being done early this season. <laughs> Am I wrong, Smalls? At least even you don't, when, even when you don't I'm care wrong, about being even, right. <laughs> Smalls, even when I'm wrong, I'm still right. Isn't that a beautiful place to be? Even when I'm wrong, I'm still right. I love how you set it up, though. You better get in shape because you're playing for Tomlin's team. We're doing this. Tomlin's coaching ESPN, and you are on that defensive line. Coming up, Jim Harbaugh agrees to his suspension. Is he admitting guilt? We'll get to that coming up. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Barnes out of the shotgun, takes the snap, back to pass. Barnes steps up in the pocket. Barnes under pressure, backpedaling, throws downfield, intercepted! Picked off by Dom Hampton! Dominique Hampton, the sixth-year senior, with the interception, and the Huskies are going to 10-0! It is the Good Hands Moment of the Week brought to you by Allstate with insurance from Allstate. You'll be game day ready every day. Visit Allstate.com or call a local agent today to learn more. Allstate, you're in good hands with Washington game ceiling interception from Learfield Sports over the weekend as college football certainly front and center yesterday. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you as... I think this is fair to say, out of nowhere, Jim Harbaugh accepted his three-game suspension. And now we're in a position where Michigan may have found out more information. They may have understood that there's more evidence against them and that it is in their best interest to accept the three-game penalty now, which he already served one of them against Penn State last weekend, uh, Maryland this weekend, and then Ohio State, of course, uh, next weekend, Thanksgiving weekend. And that may give them the best chance at a national championship right this second. Do you guys believe that that is Michigan slash Harbaugh admitting guilt? No, I don't think they're admitting guilt. I think what they're doing is trying to move the program forward and avoid any other types of sanctions that could be levied by the Big Ten, right? Mm -hmm. Because this is not over. But in the immediacy of the allegations, the Big Ten said that they found enough evidence that warranted some type of punishment. And that's why they took Harbs off the field for the Penn State game, and they want him off the field for the game this weekend against Maryland and the game against Ohio State. But if you're Michigan looking at this at the whole, you want an opportunity to compete for the Big Ten title. You want an opportunity to compete for a national championship. So ultimately what it amounts to is having bigger fish to fry and going ahead and accepting the punishment now means the end of the investigation by the Big Ten and everybody can go on about their business. I think this was the best resolution for all parties involved just because of what the stakes are, Smalls. I think that you're right. It is a good resolution for all parties involved, but in my mind, particularly the Big Ten, because you had everyone else in the conference banging the table, wanting something to be done about this situation, and not at the end of the season, not at the end of of the investigation. They wanted it done now. They wanted it done weeks ago. And so they get, you know, they're plowing to flesh in a way. They get Jim Harbaugh having a suspension against two quality opponents. And the Big Ten still gets to have the most relevant guy in the conference and arguably the biggest earner in the conference be there when it matters. Be there for the Big Ten championship for potentially a national championship. But I was really, really surprised to see Jim Harbaugh agree to this, to accept this, because every single thing coming out of his mouth, coming out of Michigan's mouth, anyone surrounding that program leading up to this was, we are not guilty, and we are going to be uncompromising in our fight to prove this man's innocence. We have high power lawyers. We have lawmakers. We're going to get litigious. We are obstinate. And we are standing firm in the fact that we are going to fight this. And then, I mean, Jim Harbaugh was even saying that he wanted to speak at the hearing. And then hours before to say that you're accepting it, my mind went to the place immediately that if I go in there and I speak on my behalf, if I walk into this fight, I'm not going to win it. So if I'm understanding this right from all of us, if we're going to say who won the day yesterday, you're definitely saying the Big Ten. The Big Ten. Yeah, and I think CeCe and I are saying Michigan because it's kind of out of the way for now. And you still have a great shot at a national championship right now. And you worry about the penalties that the NCAA may levy way later. But by accepting this, even if you're 
not saying, hey, I'm guilty. You're also saying, I don't have enough to prove my innocence. Therefore, whatever happens past this, all of your accomplishments are going to be in this entanglement with this cheating scandal. It's forever going to be a part of this. So I I think it's a win that he will be available for them at certain points in the season. But it's ultimately a loss to never be able to brush this away or to remove yourself from this. So does this confirm for you that there's an asterisk if they win a title? Everybody outside of Michigan is going to put that right next to their name if they win a national championship. Would you, Cece? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It's a national title. I mean, I, I get it. I get it. This will always be a footnote on the 2023 season, and people will always speculate as to what they did or didn't do, the unfair competitive advantage, and whether or not it did lead to a win in you know regular seasons and in, in postseasons in the past. But nobody is going to look back at it and say Michigan didn't win the national title. And I guess that's the part that, to me, changes – the perception of the program. I, I understand how the allegations will stick to this team, and, and 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 rightfully so, because the overstep was egregious. But I also think if you're Jim Harbaugh, to win a national title at your alma mater, what that means in this current day and age and what that means for the, the current state of your program, I think that would be far bigger than this cheating scandal. So to me, I, I, I don't think this is going to be a situation where um, the, 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 the allegations and, and the scandal is going to delude the impact of winning a national title. So I look at the situation, and it's very similar to me, of things that we have in the past, reference points that we have in the recent past, because Michigan is stacked. They're a really good team. If they were to no win doubt. the national championship, they earn it. They beat a lot of quality opponents. They have a great coach who can recruit. The program would be deserving of this victory. But because of this cheating scandal, the royal we are always going to want to say, yeah, but, and point to them and say, this is a part of your success. We did it with the Houston Astros, who certainly didn't need to cheat to win. We've done it with the New England Patriots, who certainly didn't need to cheat to win. But it's part of their success. Whether it's the main piece of the pie, if we're giving out the success pie, is kind of irrelevant. Because people are always going to associate Michigan with cheating. Right now, we have a certain amount of information. Nuno, our producer, asked a great question. What if more comes out? Then what? Could there be more suspension? Well, no, 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 no. They're absolved. Listen, they're they're absolved of whatever blame that that that's going to come in the future because the Big Ten is deciding to shut down the investigation. So if the Big Ten felt like there was more to this, hold on, hold the, on, can't see real quick. And I, Heather was uh, Denich, who does a gr- fantastic job. She was just on Get Up and I just grabbed some sound talking about. The Big Ten still reserves the right to come back if there's more information mm. that comes across that. So, yes, it's they've just decided to stop investigating. But if there's more things that come to light, that they can come back to the, this punishment. But but I guess that's the whole point. Why would you stop investigating if you thought there could potentially be more that's there? That that that's where it, it's it's malpractice if you're the Big Ten because. This all started with protecting the competitive integrity in the conference. Like that, that, That's where it all started. So if you felt like there could be more to this, then how in good conscience could you shut down the investigation? Well, that- like to, to reserve the right for, you know, in the future to, 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 to punish 
Michigan further based on new evidence that would come to light. That that just seems ridiculous to me. But they were this felt rushed to placate everyone else in the conference because they were so angry. Well, did now did I'm it confused. not feel rushed? Yeah, this doesn't make any sense. Now, now, now it's even worse. But didn't it feel rushed this is that they needed worse. to do something? Like this is even worse. For, like, this is incompetence by Tony Petiti in the Big Ten Conference. Wait a second. I want to understand something for a second. And you know, you may have to help with this and we could play the Heather Didish sound coming up. Um I want to understand. So basically what we're saying is the Big Ten previously suspended him for the regular season, for Saturdays during the regular season, right, for the three games. He then said, no, I'm going to fight it. Yesterday they come out and they say, well, I'm not going to fight it. That should not close an investigation. If you weren't done investigating him accepting your previous penalties for what you have found up until that point, if the investigation was open, it should still be open. If Michigan somehow got them to close the investigation yesterday – Unless more information comes out, that's an even bigger win for Michigan. If somehow they just said, we're going to stop investigating because the guy's going to accept the penalty he already got. If Michigan got them to just say, no more investigation, that's even that's a, that's a 49 nothing victory for Michigan in that spot. I'm confused by that. We will we will get more information on this. Your phone calls as well on the Dr. Pepper call online at 888-SAY-ESPN. Who won the day yesterday? Was it Michigan or the Big Ten? Plus, Evan Almighty coming up on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Making predictions can be tough. Wrong, 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 wrong. Unless you're the chosen one. He's the chosen one. This is Evan Almighty. We are on Sportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you. CC ditched us for Get Up. I guess I can't blame him. I don't right? blame him either. No, he's on Get Up right now on ESPN. It is time now for a round of Evan Almighty. Then we do have some Heather Dennis sound on the Michigan situation. We'll get your phone calls in at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, Dr. Pepper Inbox. Plus, I think we are closer to completing the all-ESPN football team that we think Mike Tomlin could get to the playoffs. And it's getting really good. It's good. It's, it's a good team. Really good. All right, here we go. Evan Almighty prediction number one. You know I'm not high on this guy. I'm probably more critical of him than maybe anybody here on ESPN Radio. But I'm going to say Josh Allen has his best game of the weekend this season. I don't even think that's saying that much. I 
honestly, I know the Jets' defense is really good. The team is not very good. But I'll give Josh Allen maybe some hope this weekend. Because, by the way, if he doesn't, oh, we're going to destroy him on Monday. So just like you said, Antonio Pierce, you thought the Raiders would win because they get the interim head coach bump? I think he gets the interim offensive coordinator bump. That's exactly where I was going. Yep. Okay. Well done. All right. Next one. DTR will ball out this weekend. Hmm. Dorian Thompson Robinson. I wouldn't know this guy if he came in the studio right now. If he just walked in the studio and he's like, hi, I would have no idea who he is. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm breaking down DTR tape. You're I'm not? Just not? No, I'm sorry. I'm not. What are you doing? But what I can is reading, uh, do is read some tea leaves here. Okay? What are the tea leaves that I'm reading? They got rid of Josh Dobbs before the season because they thought that guy was going to be really good. They have a full week of notice now, to some extent, with Deshaun Watson out, and they decide to go with this guy over P.J. Walker, who they were 2-2 two and two with. I think there's something there that they are trying to tell us this guy can play. So you know what? I know they're going against the Steelers. I know they're going against a Mike Tomlin defense. I get that, but I think DTR balls out this weekend, and we come in on Monday saying, wow, this guy's pretty good. Not Hall of Fame, not Pro Bowl, nothing. It's one start, but I think pretty good. The next one, the Denver Broncos get to 500 this weekend, Sunday night football with a win against the Minnesota Vikings. I said in my note to our producer team, Denver upsets Minnesota. Well, uh, I can't say that because Denver, per ESPN bet, is actually a favorite. Minus two and a half at home. I think Denver wins outright this weekend against Minnesota. I think we have the conversation on Monday. Is Sean Payton in Coach of the Year conversation? Not more than D'Amico Ryans. I'm not saying that, but maybe more so than the guy he would beat in Kevin O'Connell on Sunday night for the Minnesota Vikings. And my last one, Smalls. Okay. My last one. That on Monday, Frank Reich hot seat is on fire. On fire, hmm. Carolina Panthers. And the reason I say that, they're going to lose to the Cowboys this weekend. I think we know that. But there's just all kinds of buzz about this organization right now that maybe possibly Frank Reich is already losing his hold as head coach here. He was the play caller to start the season. Then he switched to the offensive coordinator, Thomas Brown, comes over from the Rams. And now it's going back to him they're at home. They're 1-8. and eight. Dallas is favored by 10.5 per ESPN bet. I could see Dallas covering in that game, blowing them out with the way Dallas is playing recently, the way that Dak is playing recently. 1-9 and nine wouldn't surprise me at all if the hot seat was turned up. If we saw a report from Adam Schefter on Monday morning or Sunday night that basically he's in a must-win scenario to keep his job. So there you go, Evan all Mighty. All right, uh, let's get some Heather Dennis sound. She was on uh, Get Up here, ESPN college football reporter, obviously talking about the Michigan situation. First off, she details what happened yesterday. This story is far from over. My understanding is that there is mounting evidence against Michigan, and the Big Ten all along had evidence um, in regards to Michigan breaking the rule. 
I will stand by the fact that the Big Ten and Michigan continue to say there is not evidence that Harbaugh specifically knew about this or orchestrated it or condoned any of it. The question is, did other members of the staff know? What are the other implications? Our reporters are continuing to work this developing story to find out what the evidence was, but the case was dismissed with prejudice yesterday. That means that the court determined two things. You can't bring this back, and there are facts of the case that one of the things Michigan would have had to prove is you could win it in court. So this story is ongoing, and I think that it's important that people stay tuned to it because it's certainly not over. All right, Smalls, before we play the next piece of sound, I see you nodding your head over there. A lot of legal conversation there. I don't claim to be Amber Wilson. Are you here at night, 7P to 10P Eastern, with Ian Fitzsimmons, who is also an attorney? So I don't know <laughs> it the way that Amber does, but I hear you, I see you nodding your head on this. Explain. Because that's a, the first thing that I thought when I heard the news that Michigan and Jim Harbaugh had agreed to this because everything we heard from them prior to this was very adamant. We are going to fight this tooth and nail. We are not guilty. We look forward to the hearing. We are going to defend ourselves. And then all of a sudden they don't defend themselves. All of a sudden they accept this. The very first thing that came to my mind, Evan, was, well, they know if they walk in there that they're not going to win. They know that if they walk in there, there is the evidence that's going to be laid out in front of them and it's going to be a bad scenario for them. So the best route for us, the, the path of least resistance for us is to just accept this, even though our coach is going to be out for two more games, including the big game versus our rival in Ohio State. We're going to have them when it matters the most. So this is the path of least resistance, and we don't have to potentially get embarrassed. Next piece of audio is that Heather Dinich, ESPN senior college football reporter on Get Up, 8A to 10A Eastern on ESPN, had this to say about what the Big Ten can do. The Big Ten and Tony Petiti reserve the right, though, to have further implications or punishments on Michigan if more evidence emerges. Right now, the NCAA is, or excuse me, the Big Ten is not actively reviewing any evidence. This is in the NCAA's hands. Okay, so, well, go ahead, Smalls. This is so frustrating to me. The whole thing feels so rushed. It feels so convoluted. You levy this punishment against him while the investigation is still ongoing. He accepts the punishment, decides not to fight, but then you're going to reserve the right to punish him further if more evidence presents itself? That makes no that feels like so a double. What did you want them to do then? I wanted the investigation to be completely completed for them to have their evidence to be 100% sure. We we have turned over every stone here. We know exactly what was happening inside Michigan as far as this sign-stealing scandal was concerned. So we, then no suspension then right now? Well, I think it's it was a very tough situation for them to be in because all the other powers that be in the Big Ten were banging the table because of the success that Michigan is currently having. Right. They did not want the opposition to potentially be at a disadvantage because of what's happening right now. But I also think if you're the governing body, if you're the one that is going to put down a punishment and that this organization, this university is going to have to absorb the consequences, don't you want to wait till you know everything so that you can levy the proper consequences against them? But that's not how this went down. But to me, if they're going to accept what you put in front of them as the punishment, then that should be the end of it. Yeah, but it sounds like what you're saying, and it makes sense here, Smalls, is that if you have to suspend, then uphold a suspension, then 
dig in more to see if there's more that you may have missed to potentially suspend more, then why did you suspend in the first place and not just wait till the investigation is over and then maybe three games becomes three seasons for all we know. But your point is this feel the staggering of what this potentially could be feels clunky. It feels so clunky. But at least you do I guess the argument against would be at least you do something to satisfy the other member institutions in the Big Ten. And that's the key. You're not doing this to satisfy your investigation and to make sure that you get the truth. You're doing this to satisfy all of the other people who are angry, to satisfy the rest of the members of your conference. Make no mistake about it. Jim Harbaugh is an earner. Jim Harbaugh is relevant. Jim Harbaugh is having a lot of success. He is somebody that is making your job, consequently, easier and harder because of everything that's going on. But Everything in college football is about winning. It is about money. It is about relevance. And this is one of the best shots that the Big Ten has to win a national title. That is very important to them. But you also have to find a way to placate everyone else in the conference who's very upset with the egregious line-stepping that was happening within the program. Well, if you're saying that the penalty occurred because the other Big Ten schools wanted it to occur, not because the investigation was complete, it sounds to me a lot like, and you know what I'm going to bring up, Deflategate, which was not about what yeah, Tom Brady. Was it was not about what Tom Brady allegedly did, which he didn't do anything. It was about the fact that the other teams in the NFL did not like the suspension or the penalties for Spygate. It was for something else, and it was not, as you said, your investigation should garner you results that would punish based on the results, not punish based on other influences around you. It's a very fair point. I don't think the other Big Ten schools would agree with you. Hence why he's suspended for three games. Hence why he's getting three of the however many games out of the way now. Because it means they still have a shot at a national championship. All right, we're going to get calls in coming up on this at 888-SAY-ESPN and the Dr. Pepper call in line. But coming up next, Smalls will make us smile with I'm For It, some positive programming on Sportsman like ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is time for a little bit of positive programming here on Unsportsmanlike with Evan Cohen, Michelle Smallman. Chris Canty's still not back. He's not back from Get Up yet. I guess they had fun on Get Up. Maybe he just didn't want to smile today. Yeah. All right. I'll attempt to smile. What do you got? Attempt. Attempt. Come on, it's a I, Friday. I need you to buy in a little bit. You well, need me to buy in? You know, to you? <laughs> no, to smiling. Oh. You tend to find ways to make this negative, Evan. I'm going to. Okay, Get great. Get ready. Let's see. Well, you, I, I'm assuming you hate dogs. Oh, here comes Chris Candy. Well, Come on I in. Hate, hate dogs. Let's not go. I, I don't have a dog. I'm not a dog person. Let's not associate my hate with dogs. That <laughs> seems a little much, but okay. Do you like dogs? Do you like dogs? I'm yeah. not a dog fan. 
Like well, mad, like Chris Russo, I like. Well, then you're going to find a way like. to absolutely hate this story. So, shout out to the MVPs of Major League Baseball. Ronald Acuna Jr. of the Braves last night wins it. So does Shohei Otani of the Angels. They were both voted in unanimous fashion yesterday. It's the first time that's ever happened that we have both MVPs in their respective leagues get voted in unanimously to be the MVP in the 92-year history of the award. So, shout out to Ronald Acuna Jr. and Shohei. But they were not the stars of the show last night, guys. As the MVP awards are being announced, Shohei Otani is sitting on his couch with his dog in his lap. And as he found out that he was a two-time unanimous American League MVP, the way this man chose to celebrate was to high-five with his dog. Yeah. High-five with his dog. Here's why I don't like that, okay? I think he is actually trying to distract people away from asking the real questions about where he's going to play next, and he's mm. using the dog as a little bit of a buffer. I the don't, dog is a shield? I don't like The that. dog is okay. a decoy? So yeah. what you're saying is his dog might be named Roger Goodell? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's that, that's his shield. Just I thought shield. That, You know what the coolest part of the MVP was last What's night? What's that? Did you see who Ronald Acuna Jr.'s translator was? Pedro Martinez. Love on it. the MLB Love Network, it. said it Love was it. great because Love I was it. listening to Sports Center all night on the way in this morning. Um, Jay Reynolds, Jim's basketball does do a great job with that, and I'm like, I recognize they, they play in the translator's voice. I know that voice. Normally, the translator is somebody like that's just a, that's their profession. It's not yeah. a celebrity. Like I know that voice, and it was Pedro Martinez. Love it. it was Love great. that. Love that. But don't use the dog as a shield, Shohei. We know How come you- no one was near Shohei? That's a great like, question. It's just Shohei and his dog. Oh, I just, love it. Just, just are we going? Are we going? What's the me, character? Me, my dog, and all my millions. That's right. <laughs> what's the High character five. from uh, Draft Day? Bo Callahan. Why yeah. was nobody at his twenty-first birthday party? No, nobody was at his MVP celebration. Yeah, is that where you're going, Pat Costello? That nobody was at his MVP celebration, and that tells you something about Shohei. His dog was there. Man's best friend. His best yeah, friend his was, there. was there. Yeah, it's I all don't good. Know. It's the off season too, so know. everybody's kind of scattered doing their own thing. Just saying. It's crazy to think though the Angels. With Trout and Shohei Otani, have five of the last ten MVPs in the AL, and look what that's done. And, and zero they, World yeah. Series. And to they show can't for win it. a damn thing. That is a sad thing. Get World Series, barely any winning seasons. It's almost like pitching matters, and you should invest in that too. Anyway, guys, Thanksgiving is next week. The holiday season is upon us. Christmas is right around the corner. And if you're looking for some new holiday tunes to get you in the Christmas spirit. Don't worry. The Kelsey brothers have got you covered. Okay. So Jason Kelsey came out with his second Christmas album. It's called A Philly Special Christmas. I pause because you're hearing a little bit of the song in the background. But he and his brother Travis have a song on the album. It's called The Fairy Tale of Philadelphia. Guys, it has skyrocketed. It's hit, it's hit the number one spot on the iTunes chart. And here's a little sample of the Kelsey brothers singing a Christmas tune. He's really selling So what it. we're actually saying is Taylor Swift is so big in music that the brother of her boyfriend could release a Christmas album and it goes to number one. No, Travis is on it too. Travis is on it. So they're checking out Taylor's Again, man. Taylor Swift is so big <laughs> that she could get someone else to number one. That is unbelievable. That's kind of how it works, yeah. Is now, Travis Kelsey bigger than Patrick Mahomes right now? Of course. Is he bigger than Patrick Mahomes forever? Of course. Wow. There, there is going to be a Taylor Swift album dedicated to this man. Jake Gyllenhaal is an amazing actor. His his catalog is outstanding. People know him as the guy with the red scarf that dated Taylor Swift. Wow. 
I got to be honest. It sounds, like, it sounds like something that should be in a Disney movie. It, it, sounds, you know like it sounds like, it sounds like, the, it sounds so, like something uh, that should be in Boston. It sounds like <laughs> Jason Segel in uh, for Sarah Marshall when he does the puppet. Oh, yeah. That's oh, what it kind of sounds Dracula? like. Yeah. 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 Dracula, 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 Dracula. That's what it kind of, It sounds like a sea shanty. I don't think it's that a bad. Sea, wait, a sea shanty? Yeah. I, I drink no rum on the ocean shit, and still with my men. Oh, okay. Kind of like, Gilli- like Gilligan's Island? Like the intro for Gilligan's Island? I don't know. No, not like that at all. Oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> it started kind of sounded like that, but never mind. I guess, I, I Pat's guess not bad at that. Okay, I'm so, impressed, Pat. so we've got our American Idol on. We're doing the Paula, Simon, and Randy Jackson of it all. Is it a no for us, dog? No. I'm all in on it. I, I think it sounds I'm good. Yeah, I think it sounds good. I like it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have expected it to go number one, mm-hmm. but it's still pretty good. The Swifties, they ride hard for anybody oh, for sure. a, a, attached to Taylor. Now, do you ask her to do like a duet with you? Oh, there will be a Taylor's version, I'm okay. sure, okay. at some point. Right, just right? Sure. Don't She's you already changing lyrics of her songs. I mean, what she did with Karma on she, tour. She has had her father switch his fandom from the Eagles to the Chiefs. We and see. I would contend that her father's not an Eagles fan at all. Well, he's not a fan at all. Like, like, like I just, I, I think you're a fraud at that point. Like, I have to question. Well, you've got to support your family, and that's he's fine. About to I, be can, family. I can support him, he's but I'm not, cha- I'm not changing my team. He's not my, he's not my son that's playing on. It's my, it's my daughter's boyfriend. Right, it's not even your son-in-law. Yeah, it's not, you might have a son, it's, not even a son-in-law. Like, knows, what are you talking about? He knows that this is about to be the father of my grandchildren, so oh, I better boy. support him. That doesn't mean I have to change my team. <laughs> Please. Is your wife's family now Giants fans because of you or no? They're not really football fans. Okay, so they don't have to worry about it. They don't have to worry about it. Yeah, got it. Anything else, Smalls? Well, we had a little bit of a clip between Travis and Jason on the New Heights podcast talking about Taylor Swift's dad, Scott, switching his fandom. But we're running out of runway here, guys, so I'm not going to play the clip. But basically, Jason was saying, what's CeCe saying? Come on, Scott. How could you flip so quickly from the Eagles to the Chiefs? Yeah. He said, don't let my brother's devilishly handsome good look sway you from your team. All right now. (laughs) That's what he says. That's what Travis Kelsey literally said to that. All right now. He said all right right now. now. All right now. He did. The clip's good, but we don't have time for it. I don't know if you guys heard. It doesn't feel like Travis Kelsey, though. Me? right now? (laughs) No, oh, just yeah, the way no, he said it. It feels like just, Matthew McConaughey. All right, now. all right now. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't <laughs> bet, feel like Travis right, Kelsey, we're gonna right? To, we're going to have to find is that the, the Travis Kelsey effect? Is, that, is that Taylor Swift's effect on him? I think so. He's changing his He's speech pattern? That. He's changing everything. Wow. We're on Sportsmanlike ESPN wow. Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.